Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back to the Greater Work Podcast, where we're continuing our series from whining to winning. Now, in this series, we're exploring how to express our feelings and our needs in the workplace without becoming a complainer. Now, in our previous episode, we emphasized that complaining is not the way to go when it comes to expressing our needs to God, colleagues, or just in life in general. Instead, we should practice biblical venting as a better way to communicate our needs. Now, before we delve into the differences between complaining and biblical venting, I want to highlight the significance of partnering and complying with the Holy Spirit for a personal transformation to get you away from complaining to venting, what we'll talk about tonight. The Bible tells us, if we put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit, we will live. Now, remember, any sin in your life that you manage to reduce or eliminate really comes only through the work of the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself struggling with a complaining attitude, my friend, I encourage you, ask God to correct you and submit to his leadership. But let's take a moment and observe how complaining and biblical venting differ in the workplace setting and establish some biblical guidelines for our behavior. The first point is that complaining, it often involves embellishing, slandering, and even dishonoring our colleagues. It's important to acknowledge that when our emotions, and if they get the better of us, it can be tempting to resort to name-calling or throwing shade at a person that we feel upset with. However, we really must remember that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made by God. In contrast, when practicing biblical venting, we leave name-calling and overemphasizing someone's flaws in the past. Instead, we reflect on the wisdom of Proverbs 10, verse 18, which says, The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. As a disciple of Christ, instead of complaining and resorting to the character assassination tactics, we should address any offense directly with the person involved, privately and one-on-one. In Matthew eighteen fifteen, again, it's advised that if anyone sins against you, We should go and confront them privately. If they listen to us, fantastic, then we've won our brother. Although this passage specifically references our brothers in Christ, the principle of handing conflicts are applicable in the workplace as well with those that don't know Christ. Now let's say that someone in the workplace is delaying you because they haven't completed their part of a project. Approach that person who has offended you and express your needs and expectations in a clear and objective manner and then bring to light how a specific action on their part is preventing you from accomplishing your goals. Now, clearly communicate what you feel and what you need to achieve your goals in the workplace and how they have a place in that. Now, it's from my experience, and I recommend uh, doing it this way. Initially, have a face-to-face conversation with that person, but also follow it up with a thoughtfully written email discussing the same thing. Now, keep in mind, Leadership may end up reading this email at a later date, so keep it holy, keep it simple, and also keep it objective. No name-calling. In addition, slandering and complaining, they tend to also spread gossip and false information. Now, during times of, let's say, corporate downsizing or a moment of uncertainty in the workplace, 
it's really important that we remain truthful and honest. We don't start speculation and we don't act like we have insider knowledge of what's going on. Ephesians 4 verse 25 instructs us to put off falsehood and speak truthfully to our neighbors, for we all are members one to another. Again, instead of spreading false claims and engaging in baseless complaining, biblical venting involves speaking objectively about what is known rather than what is assumed or speculated. You know, moreover, when communicating our concerns, we must be mindful who is listening and we must choose our words carefully. Jesus laid it out in Matthew chapter 12 when he said, we will be held accountable for every careless word that we speak. By your words, Jesus said, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. Now, whether we complain about a situation at work or we utilize biblical venting, every word we use during that difficult situation will be accounted for. Proverbs 15 verse 2 highlights that the tongue of the wise commends knowledge while the mouth of the fool spouts folly. My friend, keep your words few, make it accurate, and also keep it free from foolishness and speculation. Lastly, if you decide to share your frustrations after you've had that initial one-on-one -on -one confrontation with the person that offended you, be open to correction. Again, as we go back to Matthew 18, after you've gone to that person directly, what you must do from that point forward is go find someone else to talk with. Now, the point of this exercise is that you want to share with them your point of view. Now, one of the main differences between complaining and biblical venting comes down to motive, and this is really where it comes into play. A complainer typically wants to find anybody, no one special, that's willing to listen and side with them and agree with their stance. However, a biblical person that vents will discuss the situation with someone that is qualified to offer sound input. And frankly, they may give you a different perspective to that situation that might result in a change of heart on your part. In other words, complainers only want what they want and they don't want to learn. Biblical venters, they seek wisdom. They seek correction. They also look for growth. Again, so when we go find that second party, we want to make sure that that is someone that is qualified to walk with us through this offense. Proverbs 12 verse 1 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is, get this, stupid. If when venting, you discover that you were wrong and that you were going on bad information, it's best to own that mistake very quickly. Make amends with anyone that you've had a difference with. Again, biblical venting is not repressing your feelings or thoughts. Do you hear me? You're not bottling it up. You're expressing it in a way that's a healthy way that keeps you in the presence of God and also keeps you from losing your witness for Christ with your co-workers, your leadership, or possibly even a client. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the one listening right now, especially those that have been brave enough to choose to listen to a message on why complaining is not a good thing with you and they have a teachable spirit. They want to learn how to do their life differently. So right now, for that one listening that needs help, acknowledges that they need the Holy Spirit to come into their life, deliver them from a complaining heart, and give them a sense of gratitude. Father, I pray that you would replace that part in them that gravitates towards finding the negative in a situation and help them to see that the hand of God is in there that can lead them to a new solution. You may use them to bring about the growth, the promotion, the provision, whatever the case is. Father, 
help them to no longer focus on the problems, but to focus on the problem solver. We thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.